Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. I want to welcome on to the program this afternoon. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, what's going on with Tennessee and the big recruiting uh, makeups that they've had going on. Uh, Let's head out to the phones and welcome in Nathaniel Rutherford from the Rocky Top Insider. Nathaniel, hey man, how are you? It's good to have you back on the program. Hey, it's great to be back. I appreciate it. You know, I've been following along with the Tennessee, with what Tennessee's been doing on the recruiting trail, and I've been a guy that I've liked what uh, Jeremy Pruitt has been doing. But it seems like during uh, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the Vols have been on fire. Is there? Are they doing something different that uh, maybe they could bottle up and sell to some other SEC teams? You know, I, I I was just talking about this with someone else earlier today. I, I don't think in my lifetime or in, in the modern recruiting era, period, um, I've ever seen Tennessee do something like this. You know, it, maybe another school has. I, I don't. You know, I don't follow other schools as closely as Tennessee, obviously. But the the run they've had the last fifteen, sixteen days, where they got what eleven, twelve commits in that time, and, and it was from guys like you know two five stars, a lot of four stars, the, the number one JUCO running back. I mean, it wasn't just a bunch of you know little-rated guys, it's a bunch of guys that a lot of programs around the SEC and around the country want. So I, I don't know what exactly they're doing differently. I know obviously Tennessee, I think, has embraced the the kind of digital nature, the virtual nature of this recruiting, uh, you know, what we're, what we're having to see now because you can't go into actual visits and stuff. I think we've seen this staff do an excellent job of, you know, embracing doing virtual tours, doing, you know, calling and texting and stuff more. And the NCAA and SEC have had to, you know, they've had to rework stuff because of, of all the stuff without visits being able to happen and kind of figure out how to, to police all the recruiting stuff going on with every school across the country. I think Tennessee staff, they're already built to recruit really well. They already do a good job of getting relationships and, you know, forming those. I think this has actually been able to help them a lot more because now they can actually spend time you know, calling recruits and be able to, you know, and do, you know, Zoom calls or whatever you want to call it and, 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 you know, spend an hour or two doing that and do multiple ones of those every single day rather than, you know, having to go out and actually fly to other other states and have to drive and have to do other sort of stuff. It saves time and they're still being able to, you know, they're not losing an advantage. They're not, you know, the team's not being able to go in-house and visit these kids because no one can. So they're, they're on the even playing field and Tennessee's staff is already built to I really love recruiting and do a good job of it. I think they're just using that to their full advantage. 
You know, it is interesting, though, when you really stop and look at it uh, with the run that they've got. I mean, it has been uh, interesting, to say the least, uh, what they've been able to put together. What is the one uh, recruit that you kind of, that kind of stumped you just a little bit? Uh, was it was it the junior college running back, or was it uh, was it another guy? That's a really good question, because some of them were kind of, I wouldn't say out of left field, but I think the, when it got started off with Dylan Brooks, but he committed uh, at the end of April. That one at least made sense to me. I, I, you know, the timing of it, but I didn't expect him to pull the trigger then. But he'd been to Tennessee's campus, I mean, time after time after time. And he, he'd been, it seems like every time there was a dead period, and after the dead period lifted, Dylan Brooks was on Tennessee's campus. So that one didn't really surprise me. The, the timing of it kind of did. That kind of got, you know, things got kicked off. I think Tyler Evans, the, the Juco back you mentioned, that, that might be the one that kind of surprised me the most because – Tennessee had been high on him for a while, and it, it seemed like you know he wasn't really in any rush to kind of commit and do anything. And then suddenly he just decided on the same day that Tennessee got uh, it was I think an hour or two before Terrence Lewis, the other five star Tennessee got announced his commitment. Tyon decided, hey, I'm going to go ahead and commit too. So that one, I think that one might be the one that kind of surprised me the most. But all these other guys, you know, all the guys Tennessee has, even with Tyon too, these are all guys Tennessee's had relationships with for a while. And, and these guys, you know, whether they they've you know, offered them back in 2018, 2019, or even it was just kind of earlier this year. These are all guys that Tennessee has had relationships with. It wasn't just like suddenly they're, you know, Tennessee didn't know them. Most of these guys, most of them, not all of them, most of them have already visited campus. Most of them have, you know, had one-on-one conversations with Tennessee's coaches, have, you know, have had relationships established with his coaching staff before. So none of them were, I guess, gigantic surprises, but the, I think the timing of some of them have been surprising. And I think if you're asking which one does kind of, was the biggest surprise. I think Tyon Evans would be the one I'd point to. It is interesting, though, that they've made such big, uh, dynamic, bold moves uh, during the coronavirus. And I want to take you uh, away from Tennessee football for just a second. Uh, how are things up in Tennessee? I mean, uh, it seems like um, each state is different. Uh, can you give us an idea of what's going on as far as um, how folks in Tennessee are doing with the coronavirus? Yeah, you've got in Tennessee now. You've got the you know the phase one is kind of going through now. You have businesses kind of opening back up some at least, and you know being able to do a little bit more. I don't know that like yeah. You know, I, I think Tennessee has been one of the states that's been luckier than others. Obviously, you know you look at New York, you look at Washington, and then some of those states that have been hit the hardest. Tennessee got fairly lucky in that you know middle Tennessee got hit a little hard, especially you know right outside of Nashville, kind of uh, I think Franklin and areas like that, and, and middle Tennessee really got hit harder, um, but. Tennessee as a whole, the state has had you know some of the lower numbers and stuff, especially with deaths, and that's you know, that's obviously very good news. So I think they can kind of open up a little bit easier than other parts of the country. It's just you know, as I'm sure you're well aware, in South Carolina and stuff too. It just it it's not like it's a uniform thing all across the states. You know, some states are able to do more than others right now. Some states are going to be able to do more than others. And some states are going to open up faster. Some are going to open up slower. I think Tennessee, for the most part, I think they've been one of the luckier ones. And I think they've done a, you know, a pretty decent job of, of you know, testing and things like that, too. But they've also gotten some luck as far as there's not as much population density in Tennessee as there are in you know, other states. I think it's been a big help as well. You know, uh, the NCAA president came out and said that it's basically going to be on the universities and the conference. I mean, I think that every school in the SEC, with the exception of Vanderbilt, has come out and said, hey, we're going to have folks back on campus. Uh, what is your vibe from, from the Tennessee campus? Is it more of a, uh, a let's wait and see, or is it, uh, hey, you know, be here in August, ready, raring to go? 
Yeah, uh, University of Tennessee put out a statement. I think Donde Plowman, the, uh, the chancellor there, she they, they put out a, a, a plan last week, I believe, um, to where they, they have kind of a tentative plan in motion to welcome students back to campus, you know, in the fall. And I think universities, you know, universities can do that a lot easier than you look at what high schools and middle schools and stuff do. I, I think you'll see more universities be able to, you know, welcome back students and then have, you know, probably some virtual stuff still, but also be able to have more people on campus. What, I, what I'm most concerned about is not universities. I, I'm more concerned about in, in Tennessee and in all across the country, how is this going to how is this going to affect middle schools, high schools, because they don't have the big campuses that universities do. They don't have the ability to you know, have as many teachers and stuff teach these students and have the, the kind of, you know, I guess the student-teacher ratio that you can have at better at universities, except for obviously in lecture halls, things like that. I, I'm just more worried that, you know, I think universities will be okay. I think you'll see more of those be able to open up in the fall. I just don't know how they're going to, what, what exactly high school and middle school stuff is going to happen. And that's not, because that's not just Tennessee, that's everywhere. I, I, that's what I'm more concerned about and, and seeing how that works out. But I, I do think that as long as things continue to go positively, as long as we don't have any major setbacks between now and you know, August or something. I, I do think Tennessee is going to at least open up on a, on at least a partial basis. I don't know if they'll be able to have a full, you know, welcome back all 27,000 students they have every every year on the on campus there. Um, but I do think you'll see at least a partial reopening where I still think you'll see classes be online. Um, but I think they'll be able to welcome back some students, welcome back faculty to campus at least for, you know, at least a semi-partial, semi-normal um, kind of fall semester. Uh, let me ask you this. The uh, I know out in Los Angeles, uh, the example that uh, I was going to talk about a little bit later in the program, but since you cover a, a major college football program, I wanted to get your opinion on this too. Of course, we're talking with Nathaniel Rutherford from the Rocky Top Insider. Uh, Los Angeles has said they're extending their stay-at-home order through the end of July, which could put a hamper on whether or not Southern Cal and uh, UCLA, actually, they're able to get set up and ready to go uh, for their college football season. When you look at Southern Cal's recruiting class, they've got eight, four, or five-star recruits, if I remember correctly. Do you think coaches are going to start picking at some of those guys, and do you think some of those guys might be wanting to take a move simply because of the coronavirus? You know, that wouldn't surprise me. I've, I've wondered kind of early on, and then like you said, now it's getting to a point where we're going to start maybe seeing something, but I wondered early on in all this how this would affect recruiting, not just with visits and things like that, and you know, and how's it going to affect what coaches can do, what players can do, but like you said, how's this going to affect classes that are currently, and I think that's another reason potentially why you've seen Tennessee go on the run they have, is I think there are a lot of kids um, wanting to claim their spots, and Tennessee's, you know, Tennessee's the most recent one. They kind of went on the biggest run, but you obviously you look at Ohio State, you look at North Carolina. Those teams went on runs earlier this this cycle as well. But I, I think it it makes sense to me if other schools, you know, whether it's other schools in the Pac-12, schools in the Big 12 that are closer out there, even schools here in the SEC, that you know they might try to go and poach players off of USC, UCLA's, and then some other maybe other Pac-12 schools rosters or not rosters, but they're. Uh, recruiting classes and stuff, because I, I think there would be kind of a concern because if you're a high profile kid, I mean, they're obviously not going to go there right now and then be able to play in 21 classes. You look at maybe some of the early enrollees and stuff, especially if they pass this one time uh, transfer rule later on this off season, that makes me wonder how many kids, you know, if they realize they may not be able to play at the school they're going to this year, whether it's USC or UCLA, or I mean, even, like even other schools in California that are smaller, I almost wonder how many you see those guys kind of transfer out and say, hey, you know, 
I want to go somewhere that's at least going to, even if they're not playing in front of fans, at least going to try to play if, if California can't. I don't know that's going to, you know, this stuff's going to spell the, I wouldn't say the end, but the possibility of California not being able to have football. But I, I understand what everyone's concern is from that. Um, and it, it definitely provides <laughs> a very interesting fine line that you, you're going to have to walk between, you know, the end of July and beginning of August. Do you think that, uh, and there, there's a report out there that the Pac-12 has said that a couple of coaches from the Pac-12 are wanting the NCAA to put a blanket a blanket date out there. Um, I, I think the I think that uh, those coaches were listening to the show because I said that two weeks ago, and my main reasoning behind that is that everybody needs to be on a level playing field. Oklahoma State's already getting back into their facilities. LSU was back into their facilities. Uh, I think yesterday. Uh, do you think that the NCAA needs to uh, basically lead and say, "Hey, this is when you guys can get back to your facilities"? I mean, they can. I mean, they can do that. They can they can put that data out there. In my opinion, and they they can have that as a goal. I just it's going to be difficult for every school to be able to do that because, like I said earlier, this is this isn't a uniform thing. You know, I, I'm obviously not a health expert. I, I don't proclaim to be. I've not really spoken out uh, a whole lot on the stuff because I mean, I'm not. But you and, and I might have either. like we can get Facebook degrees if you follow anything on Facebook. We can get Facebook doctor <laughs> degrees in a matter of seconds. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I could be a Facebook or a Twitter doctor for sure. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, I just think it's not uniform across all states. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's, I think it's difficult to put one singular uniform date for everyone. I, I think you can do that. I think you can try your best to get there. No, I don't think it would be you know, like a harm anyone really, in my opinion, to put a date out there at least and try for it. I, I just don't know how well it will be accomplished because I, I would I would love for the for there to be football this you know this fall even that no matter how different it looks I'd love for there to at least be a season even if it gets pushed back and you have to start maybe in, in October or something but I, I would love for that I, I just I, there's a lot of concerns I would have there's a lot of concerns I know you know parents and stuff would have about their kids being out there there's just a lot of things you got to work through and like I said it's it's not uniform you have California. Implementing one thing, whereas you know you can look at you know at Tennessee and Alabama, uh, South Carolina, Florida, they're all going to have kind of different trajectories, different kind of stats, different ways they've been handling this whole situation. So I, I think it would be maybe helpful to put a day out there for the NCAA to try to really help the universities as much as they can. I, I just don't know that putting one uniform date's going to just because you're doing that date doesn't mean it's you know it's going to work out. I think they can try their best, but. It's just not uniform across the country, so I, I don't know that a uniform date's really going to help a ton. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how that comes about, and I mean, I do think it's kind of an unfair thing where certain certain people can go back and then certain people yeah. can't. Um, if yeah, we, no, I, I agree with that. I, I think it's 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 just it's such a interesting time because it's it's not fair for universities. You know, like you said, that some can go back and some can't, but at the same time. I mean, you got to do what's safe for the university, safe what's for the what's safe for the students, what's safe for the coaches. But yeah, it it, it breeds a, a potential ground for, I mean, tons and tons of unfair and tons of inequality. So I, it's a it's it's not an easy discussion I think for anyone to have in the NCAA right now on what to do. I have to ask with uh, with yourself 
Uh, I know you pretty much go to all the Tennessee uh, football games, probably the majority of the basketball games. Uh, what's it going to take for you to feel comfortable to go back on campus with fans in the stands? That's a good question. Um, I know, you know, obviously, with us media and football, it's different because we're up in the press box, and you know, although we are pretty packed in there, we're right? But I mean, the, you know, you know I, I've been to the press box the for South Carolina Clemson games. I mean, it's literally mm-hmm. you're you're hurting into all of these, and you're sitting right mm-hmm. next to folks. I mean, it's you're right on top of each other. I mean, I, I just I, I've asked the folks that I brought on because I want to get a general opinion of how different people feel. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I just oh, I just yeah. wonder how yeah. you would feel about going to a game and what has to happen for you to feel safe yeah no i didn't think you're on the spot i I just kind of talking or thinking out loud um i I mean honestly to feel 100 safe it would be nice if we had a vaccine but that's not going to happen this fall i I would just want to see i'd be very interested to see what tennessee what other other sec schools and stuff do as far as how are they going to enforce whether it's social distancing whether it's having all the you know, media members wear masks what exactly can they do for sanitation up there because i mean all sec schools have a big press box and, and they have a lot of media stuff tennessee to me i think is potentially the most saturated market in the sec because you just have so many not only media members and stuff in knoxville covering the, the school you have media members from chattanooga from nashville you have we've had people from the you know down from Atlanta come up there. I mean, you have all kinds of people covering Tennessee. That's because, you know, Tennessee's a national brand, and Tennessee just, there's, you know, unless you're talking about the Titans, there's not really any other sports and stuff to talk about in the state. So I guess the, the Preds, too. But you just, it's, it's talked about all across the state. It's talked about all across the South. I'll be particularly interested to see what Tennessee can do and how they can ensure safety because, I, I, my, me personally, I don't know that this season, you know, I've, I've covered plenty of games, obviously, away games and stuff, you know, from my couch or whatever you want to say, you'll, covering it virtually, covering it not at the stadium, I would feel comfortable enough just to do that for the whole season if I had to because I I don't know that you're going to be able to guarantee – Safety of everyone in the in the fall with the way Tennessee is is you know with the cathedral the, the Coliseum they have at the Neum Stadium, I, I just don't know. I, I'd have to see what UT would have to do, but I, I wouldn't feel super confident in going to it unless there was a vaccine. But that's not going to happen this fall probably. Well, and one of the the summertime traditions in the SEC, the head of talking season. Uh, I mm-hmm. I get your opinion on this too. I think that we may have a virtual SEC days this. Uh, SEC media days this coming summer. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I think they maybe they should. You saw the kind of how successful and, and what the NFL draft did. I don't. I don't see why they couldn't do that with uh, with the SEC media days. You would obviously be able to have the, like the media scrums and stuff like that for the players, and you wouldn't maybe be able to have as many interviews and stuff with the coaches and players as you normally would. But I think it's definitely feasible to do you know big group calls and stuff like that, and then have a virtual SEC media days. It just would be different, but I 100% think it's doable because, you know, I was, I was very curious to see how the draft would do this year. I think for the most part, other than a few, you know, kind of issues and stuff here and there, it was a very successful draft. I mean, it was watched by a ton of people. I, I think it was handled pretty well the way they did the setup, where they had, you know, kind of still having the fan interaction and stuff there. It would be very different to have SEC media days done virtually, but I think it is very doable, and I think it's it's better to do that than nothing, in my opinion. I would much rather have a virtual media days than nothing at all. Nathaniel Rutherford from the Rocky Top Insider. I, I want to bring you back on when the uh, when the Vols and Gamecocks hopefully hook up in the fall. I uh, look forward to chatting with you then, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. 
Nathaniel Rutherford from the Rocky Top Insider joining us on the rundown this afternoon, uh, talking a little bit about Tennessee and uh, what's going on with the Vols program. Big recruiting, uh, I don't know what the term to use, man. Tennessee is on fire on the recruiting trail right now. It's crazy what they've managed to do. So we got other things we're going to get into this afternoon on the rundown. Justin Hall joins us at 3.30. Big-time announcement as far as Gamecocks playing for the uh, Lexington County Blowfish. We'll get into that and a lot more in just a moment. You are listening to the rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. A quick segment here before we get to Justin Hall, the voice of the Lexington County Blowfish. Um, I tell you what, I want to talk a little bit about what uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis issued in a message today to sports teams in uh, Florida. The message uh, basically says is what I tell commissioners of leagues is if you have a team in the area where they just won't let them operate, we'll find a place for you here in the state of Florida. Uh, It's obvious to see that uh, Florida is trying to say, hey, we'll be happy to uh, figure out something for you down here in the Sunshine State to get you uh, set up to go if you can't uh, get your local government to uh, if your local government will not allow you to get moving as far as the coronavirus goes. So, whatever, regardless of what side you sit on on this, I bring this up because there's a chance that you're going to have, uh, if Major League Baseball has their way and they're able to get their game started around July 4th, July 4th is when uh, they're kind of set up for that, the Toronto Blue Jays are probably going to be playing in Florida. Uh, if you're going to watch a UFC fight tonight, yeah, that UFC fight, that's going to be down in Florida. There's going to be a lot of folks that are going to be taking advantage of what Florida is trying to do. Now, I'm not the kind of person that thinks that you should uh, you should use a what's going on and try to make it uh, better for yourself. But the reality is this. If we look across the country, there's going to be teams, et cetera, that are going to need a place to go. I think as um, I think it would be interesting if we extended the olive branch as a state, sort of like Florida does, if we're going to be open like Governor McMaster wants us to be, I'm not saying that I I completely agree with the way that he's going, but and the reason that I say that is because I'm not a doctor, all right, and I don't want people thinking that I'm trying to be political on either side. I've had my issues with Governor McMaster anyway because he thinks that we're not capable of making our own educated decisions as an adult as far as the ability to place a sports bet. All right, that's thing number one, but. I think Governor McMaster has a chance where he could do something, too, where he could say, you know what? We should do what Florida's doing. We should do what Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis is doing. Open up the state. If we're going to have everybody going out anyway, might as well try to profit from it. 
Would you approve of Governor McMaster doing what Governor DeSantis is doing down in Florida? A lot of the hospitality industry has taken a major hit, major hit, from uh, what the coronavirus has done. Okay? Do you think that it's a good idea for the state to be a, a basically a part-time home for insert whatever franchise team whatever you want here 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon it's something interesting to think about you know south carolina if you look uh south carolina is almost like a a haven for uh movies because of the tax breaks that they get Something that could help the economy here in South Carolina. 803-978-1832-803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call if you'd like to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, We appreciate the folks that uh, follow us there. Of course, you can also check out the show uh, via Twitter. I'm on Twitter, at Rob Sounds Good. Be sure to check out the show there as well. So, that's kind of one of the big things today. Not every state is opening up under the same guidelines. Some states, California, New York, New Jersey, are very, very strict. You know, California said, uh, especially in Los Angeles, they're telling people, don't, it's a stay-at-home order. You can go to the grocery store, and that's about it. Do you think South Carolina should be a home for some of these teams if they want to uh, have or participate in their seasons? 803-978-1832. We're going to take a quick break. we come back, Justin Hall will join us. Justin is with the Lexington County Blowfish. Uh, look forward to talking with Justin today about uh, – some Gamecocks that are going to be on the team. Made a big announcement this morning, uh, and we're going to break uh, break it off to you here. I'll break it out to you here <laughs> as uh, we move along here on the rundown uh, with the Lexington County Blowfish. We'll talk some other sports too with uh, our good friend Justin Hall, host of the Fifth Quarter Post Game Show on 103.5 FM WVOC. Also works with the Lexington County Blowfish. So we'll talk to Justin B. Hall in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto 
welcome back to the rundown. Let's head out to the hotline. And welcome in from the Lexington County Blowfish and the fifth quarter postgame show on News Radio 560 WVOC. 103.5 FM, by the way. If you'd like to hear in both channels, because that's important, right, Justin? I think it's vital. I mean, I'm all about the AM sometimes, Rob. That's perfectly okay. I like both and the iHeartRadio app, too. The iHeartRadio app is awesome. I think I told this story on the air the other day that uh, there was there's some guy that listens to my show in Peru. Uh, I don't know how he came upon the show, but apparently he lives in Peru, and he is able to listen to this show simply by uh, listening to the iHeartRadio app. So we can spread your wonderful voice today to some folks in Peru. How does that make you well, feel? Hello to our... Hello to our Peruvian uh, sports fans. Glad they're glad they're listening in. I'm I'm sure they have a vested interest in uh, South Carolina, Clemson, and all the athletics uh, of that sort. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, a big Gamecock part. fan. I'm going to have him listening to our pre and post game show uh, come this fall. So, uh, looking forward to that. That's if that's, like to hear. if that's able to uh, get underway due to the coronavirus. But I tell you what, man, big announcement today for the Lexington County Blowfish. I mean, you guys got uh, some uh, some big time players coming from uh, from South Carolina to your team, right? Uh, that's right. We were able to announce it today. We're we're really excited um, to welcome in four uh, Gamecocks to the roster this year. In fact, it'll be the first time that four blow or four Gamecocks will be members of the Lexington County Blowfish since 2016, when we had five. Um, but yeah, we announced today that starting first baseman for the Gamecocks, Wes Clark. Starting right fielder Brady Allen, uh, Andrew Peters, who is a pitcher coming off of Tommy John, he was a JUCO transfer, and then, uh, in my opinion, uh, one of the names that really jumped off to me were the fourth and final is the closer Brett Carey has come into Lexington County. So, four uh, quality uh, players, two very quality arms, and of course you got big bats and Clark and Allen, and, and we're we're really excited to welcome these guys to Lexington County for 2020 season. You know, the Cape Cod League closing may have helped funnel some of those guys in into uh, into the Blowfish this off season. Is that correct? Uh, th- these guys were slated to be in the Cape Cod League, and unfortunately for that league, you know, those areas are the are the most heavily impacted right now uh, in terms of numbers to the coronavirus, and so those leagues made the ultimately difficult decision to have to cancel their season. Uh, for 2020, and that's unfortunate because they have a good quality of baseball. And so, yes, that does help us get some, uh, funnel some guys to our league. But, Rob, what I'm really excited about is the door this opens for our league. Uh, we, we have quality baseball talent, great environments, uh, great stadiums, great fan bases that these players will now get to experience. And hopefully it creates more of an avenue for players like this to be in our league more frequently over the coming years. Uh, speaking of which, though, since these guys did not uh, have the uh, the opportunity to play their regular college baseball season, with a young man like uh, like Carey or the rest of uh, the guys that are going to come in on the Blowfish pitching staff, will there be an innings limit or, or, or amount of times that they can actually go out there and tow the rubber? There's always, uh, since 2018, our league has implemented a pitch count number, so there will be... Um, there will be a limit to them in terms, and sometimes coaches actually, when they come in, their college coaches set that innings limit or that pitch count limit. We are always looking to keep player safety 
top priority. And especially now with them being really cold um, and not having a season to prepare for, uh, players will be able to report a few weeks before the season and start getting that in-depth training in as best we can. And then obviously it'll be up to if the league decides to go further with those innings limits. Uh, that hasn't been released yet. I'm not sure where their conversations are in that. And that could ultimately fall into the coaching staff here in Lexington County. Our head coach, Matt Padgett, may be uh, instrumental in trying to keep guys, you know, they want to get out there, they want to compete. And so he might have to protect them from themselves a little bit in terms of limiting those innings and limiting those, those pitch counts. But when you have pitchers, um, our roster size is able to be increased. We're able to have 40 men on the roster this year. So it gives a good chance for uh, pitchers to get that rest that they need and have a lot of time between appearances. And then, of course, it opens the door for you can have multiple uh, 1A, 1B arms throwing in the same game. So, again, we're going to do everything we can in terms of the rules that are already set with pitch counts and innings limits and things of that sort and mandatory rest after X number of pitches. Um, but I'm sure there could be some more uh, guidelines coming down from that just because of the unique uh, um, unique aspect of them not having a college season. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how how the uh, the season plays out for the Lexington County Blowfish. Um, tell folks, of course, you guys have tickets on sale now, right? We do. They are not. So we're offering ticket packages. They're not game specific. You can go to our website, goblowfishbaseball.com, click on the shop tab, and there you will see immediately your opportunity to buy a, a single game ticket. Uh, family of two ticket package or a family of four ticket package. The reason we're doing it this way is we'll then communicate with you via email because we're obviously going to have to set up our stadium um, in, you know, in alliance and in um, concert with whatever the state guidelines are in terms of social distancing within uh, ballparks and within venues. So uh, we're asking for, you know, a little bit of of grace with that as we try to tackle this new normal. And we're working with season ticket holders already to determine what is best for our ballpark layout and to keep everybody safe. That's the ultimate thing. As we've said it from the beginning, uh, when it's safe to play baseball, we're going to play baseball. But only when it's safe to do so and as long as we're following specific guidelines. But, yes, fans can buy tickets. We've already had people calling us and emailing us today after this Gamecock news saying, I'm ready for baseball. How can, how can I get Blowfish baseball this summer? So definitely go check out those ticket packages online. It's going to be uh, interesting stuff out at um, the Lexington County ballpark as uh, the Lexington County Blowfish, you guys are going to uh, hopefully get your season started on July 1st. Uh, really jacked up about that, man. Uh, one final question before we get you out of here, Justin. They're talking about on the major league front, uh, an 82-game season. I kind of went off on this yesterday. The Universal DH. Uh, I, I'm hoping that I'm not the old man in the river, but as soon as I heard that, I was like, you've ruined baseball season. Do you agree or disagree? No, I agree that the, the Universal DH, but this is, again, this is an opportunity for them to trial run it because they feel like they have to. And so they're going to trial run it, and then it'll probably be implemented for 2021. I'm in favor of the shortened season again, as long as it's safe to do so. I think I, I think sports are so important uh, for morale, not necessarily to keep the country moving forward, but I think for morale, folks enjoy sports. It's an escape, and I think I think eventually we will need them back, uh, just psychologically. Um, but 
I'm in, I'm in favor of the 82 game, but yeah, I don't like the DH. Uh, I think it I think it minimizes the game of baseball, especially on the NL side. However, Rob, be comforted. Of all NL teams, the Braves might be in the best position for that universal DH. I, I I guess so. Why is it that I, I get upset about this, and you're younger than I am, but you're more level-headed? I was ready to, like, chew through nails and spit them out. Uh, and, and it's just, I made me, like, really, really, really fighting mad yesterday. And then I, when I'm driving home, I'm like, uh, you don't want to feel that way, Rob. But that's just, just how I felt, man. It's just, ugh. I was big-time mad. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Some of us, you know, some of us go with that more level-headed approach and just say, you know what, they're going to change it anyway, so might as well jump on board and and grit grit, grit your teeth and bear it at this point. Well, there you go. You're you are more level-headed than I am, sir. I can learn something from you. There you go. But hey, I've got passion. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. <laughs> All right, Justin Hall. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Justin B Hall. Thanks for coming on today and talking a little blowfish baseball with us, man. I appreciate it. Sure, Rob. Thanks, man. Anytime. All right. There you go. Justin B. Hall. I call him Justin B. Hall because that's what his handle is on Twitter. When he's just walking down the hall, I just call him Justin. Justin's a great guy. Very level-headed. Not as out there and crazy as I am, but uh, very reserved. Thanks to Justin for joining us here on The Rundown this afternoon. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the UFC fights tonight. Who should you bet on? Yes, there are people that are going to bet. I'm going to tell you who I my picks for tonight. We'll give you that when we come back. You are listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Final segment of the show, thanks to Justin Hall for joining us. And, of course, to Nathaniel Rutherford. If you are uh, wondering what they're doing up in Tennessee, because they have taken the coronavirus pandemic and said, you know what? We are going to recruit our butt off. And that is what Tennessee has done. You got to check out that interview. Uh, I'll have it up on the podcast later on. Interesting stuff there from uh, Nathaniel Rutherford and uh, what they've done up at Tennessee. And they have just been uh, doing some crazy, crazy, crazy recruiting. Um, Final segment of the show. I want to talk a little bit about the UFC. UFC fight night. They've got uh, some big fights tonight. I wanted to give you my picks if you wanted to bet. Uh, I'm not saying that there is anywhere to bet, but, you know, let's be honest. People bet. But we're not going to sit here and I'm not running a sports book by any stretch of the imagination. But if I were going to place a wager, I'd like the following. Anthony Smith and Glover Tejera is a big fight tonight. They've got uh, two big uh, 205-pound gentlemen getting out there wailing on each other in the face. I think that uh, Smith will end up, uh, if I were going to bet, I would bet that this would go to the third round. I don't think it's going to be a first or second round knockout. Look for that fight to go until at least the third round. And once it gets to the third round, uh, I, I like the idea of Smith taking advantage of Glover a little bit late. I think he's got a little more cardio than Glover does, and I think that fight has a chance to go into the third round and then look for Smith to win out. So if you're going to bet that one, 
I think that one is the uh, is the best way to go. Then you've got Omar Morales. I, I like him to win via KO, TKO, or submission. I think he is going to knock out Gabriel Benitez. Uh, it's just the way that that is set up. Um, Benitez is coming into this fight off of a knockout loss, and Benitez actually moved up a weight class. So he's at a different weight class coming up after a loss. That, to me, spells you're going to get your butt knocked out. I don't know who's managing this guy. That doesn't make any sense. Now, bear in mind, you can call me tomorrow and be like, hey, idiot, Benitez went out there and won. And that may happen. Okay? That may happen. But if I were going to place a wager... That would be the way that I would go. Also, tonight, I like uh, Ray Borg. That's a bantamweight fight, 135 pounds. Um, if you can get that at plus 140, uh, take Borg to win over Ricky Simon. So looking forward to some of these fights tonight. I think that's going to be uh, an interesting, interesting setup there. Uh, with the UFC. So there's three things that uh, if you were going to bet, you could bet on. Um, I I like those three tonight. I will be watching the UFC tonight. It's a live sporting event, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I'm going to bet on Korean baseball because that just sounds kind of silly. But, uh, you know, people like to bet on the fights. And if I were going to bet, that's the way that I would go. We're taking your calls on the rundown this afternoon. The big question out there today, uh, do you agree with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and basically inviting teams into the state? Should South Carolina do the same thing? Should South Carolina say, you know what? Uh, We understand that X, Y, and Z state said you can't uh, do your thing there. We'll be happy to take care of your team here. 803-978-1832. Basically, Basically, we, we're, we'd be fostering teams, and I know that sounds like a, a very politically incorrect way to say it, but they would basically have a, a, a home away from home until their state decides, hey, uh, we're safe with the coronavirus stuff, and you could come back. 803-978-1832. Should Governor McMaster have the same setup that uh, the Florida governor has? Do you think that's the way to go? Would love to take your calls on that at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. By the way, the NBA, a bunch of the players got together and decided, hey, we want to have our season. Well, congratulations. The, the NBA, like some of those guys are just amazing to me. Do you think that they they just don't want to play? But, you know, Chris Paul had to get LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, who isn't even playing, by the way. I mean, for somebody to come in and have a voice that we're supposed to care about, he hasn't suited up all year. But let's make sure that we have Kevin Durant's opinion. My goodness, man. When I read that, the NBA players want to play. Yes, of course, they should want to play. They're grown men getting paid to play a child's game. They should want to play. I don't get it. I don't get I mean that why is that why is that even news? If the owners come out and the league comes out and says, look, this is what we're gonna do, then you should go and play. If you don't want to play, then that's fine, but the reality is is that you should. You signed your contract. You have the ability to opt out of your contract and not play. 
understand that you're going to be responsible to play, though, because that's what your contract says. If you void your contract, that's on you. And by the way, one of the other things that's out there, and this will be the final thing that I'll have for you today. Of course, you can call in at 803-978-1832. I don't get the bickering where they're talking about maybe the 50-50 revenue split in baseball is not going to happen. Um, let me give the players and the owners a um, – well, they, say, they say that if it's a 50-50 revenue split, the players are like, no, we don't want to do that. I'm going to give you guys a, a really some free advice here, okay? My advice is as follows. No one cares about the – you've heard this statement before – the billionaire owners and the millionaire players. No one cares about your bickering. You're not even being made to play a full season. Yes, you should get paid to play. I get that. But arguing over revenue shares in a in a during a pandemic, stop it. People don't want to hear it. They just don't. You you're making yourselves look absolutely silly. And I'm not I'm not talking about for next season when things should be back to normal, hopefully, hopefully. I'm talking about for this basically mild, mild, uh, it's not, not mild, this basically uh, what would be a half a season. I'm not saying that I'm not an, I'm an anti-player guy. I'm saying I'm a pro baseball guy. And there are things where the game is more important. And I think they need to step back and figure something out. Hopefully it'll all go through like it's supposed to. Hopefully. I'm looking forward to baseball this year. I'm not going to lie. And I tell you what, things like the UFC, the way they're getting their stuff done, they're they're gaining, I think they're gaining some big time popularity around the country. Because they're they're filling the sports void. Cuz you got the UFC tonight and then the UFC on Saturday, three events in 8 days. Dana White's getting it done. So props to him on that. And doing it in a safe manner. I mean, there hasn't been any reported uh, they had one case where one guy got uh, one boxer. They they tested him, and he had the virus, canceled his fight, put somebody else in his place. Ta-da! Don't forget Teddy Hefner in the mornings. He's on every day from 9 to noon. Also, uh, we have uh, Lawton Swan of Clumps and Sports Talk, the czar of Clumps and Sports. He's on every day from 4 to 6 o'clock. Be sure to check him out. He will... Uh, be happy to uh, to chat with you this afternoon as he breaks down everything South Carolina and Clemson-related. Even though it says Clemson in the marquee, it is the Clemson Sports Talk Radio Network because he reaches across the state, ladies and gentlemen. He needs to take his friend Rob for the ride here. I mean, I have won the Swanee Award for Best Lead-In Show for like years now. Years. Needs to start uh, putting, putting his buddy Rob on the syndication train. I don't know what Lawton's problem is. Call him up. Tell him you love the Rob, the Rundown with Rob show. Let him know. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. He's on from 4 to 6 this afternoon. More of the Rundown tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.